0: County. This is Jeff Hawes, president for Eastern Wyoming College, and I would like to welcome you all back to another week of Lancer Live. And I have some special uh, guests again in our studio today, but we're, we're going to take just a minute here on the front end just to pay tribute uh, to the men and women who lost their lives on 9-11. Um, that's something that uh, was one of, in my lifetime, was, was probably the Pearl Harbor of my day. And, and so all of us who have lived through you know, and watched and understand the sacrifice of uh, our, our, our men and women, uh, uh, whether it's uh, law enforcement or our fire department uh, staff that uh, have committed to protecting and keeping our community safe, um, we just want to just take a moment and just uh, thank all of you uh, for always putting, uh, you know, being that first responder uh, it's it's no different than when we uh celebrate the Fourth of July or Memorial Day. Uh, in my mind, this is one of those pivotal moments in American history um, where you know America has taken a chance to just honor those who have served and uh and I just even for this day, if we just take a moment and remember remember those uh victims that lost their lives on that day. Um, again, 9-11 is one of those turning points in our country that uh, um, was very challenging uh, for, for us as a nation. Um, but again, as strong fashion as America always does, uh, we pull together and we make sure that uh, this country continues to move forward. So again, to, uh, to all those uh, who lost their lives on 9-11, we just remember you and your families. I'd also like to take just a minute and and, uh, highlight a couple of exciting things that are coming up here at the college here in the coming week. Um, This Thursday, September 14th at 7 p.m., this Thursday, September 14th at at 7 p.m., in the uh, auditorium of the Fine Arts Center at Eastern Wyoming College, uh, we have a guest speaker, his name is Dr. Peter Sibilla. And Dr. Sibilla has actually been brought in by the state and he is traveling to all of the community colleges to talk about the role of Christianity in the midst Middle East. And uh, I would really encourage people, if they have an opportunity, uh, to come out this Thursday, um, again, to the Fine Arts Center on the uh, EWC campus and listen to what Dr. Peter Sibilla, uh would like to talk about. Um, he, his guest lectures uh, have gone around the country and around the world, but here he's going to spend, uh, again, the, the, this month in Wyoming meeting and, and greeting and, again, Talking about uh, some of those very challenging issues um, that uh, face uh, not only our nation uh, but the world today. So again, uh, really encourage anyone who has interest and uh, in availability, please come out Thursday uh, to that particular uh, uh, opportunity here at the college. I would also like to point out uh, the seventy fifth F- the seventy fifth anniversary for our college is well underway. We've had a number of great events that have allowed us as a college to um, celebrate uh, what we do here for our students and our community. But I would like to share on Wednesday, September 20th, the 75th anniversary committee will be hosting a second Bands on Campus event. The event will feature two bands, food trucks, games, and possibly a bounce house. And so when we say possibly, we're still working out the final details to make sure that it uh, um, is available. Um, we will actually have all of our clubs, our student clubs on campus, and there are many, uh, to consider uh, hosting a game. And uh, I know Student Senate uh, ultimately will be hosting a, a cornhole that might actually turn into a competition. But, again, we expect this to be a fun opportunity for our community to come celebrate with us uh, the 75th anniversary of the college. Um, The event will take place in the front main entrance of the Tebbit building from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Parking's easy. and. from going from our first band event it was a really really nice evening Uh, so if you would like to please come out and celebrate our 75th anniversary with us um, and uh, have an opportunity to listen to good music have an opportunity to um, share in food and and just uh, engage with our with our students our faculty and our staff Now, I'd like to turn the program to our main purpose uh, uh, of what we're excited to talk about here today. Um, I think I've shared with this community a a number of times that we have um, benefited from the Governor's uh, Wyoming Innovation Program, and we have several grants that we received uh, this last year that we are now implementing. And we actually have one that's a tourism grant. And I have the author of that grant with us, uh, of our Vice President of Student and Academic Services, John Hansen, here with us. And John, can you say hello? Hey, good morning, everyone. John, just uh, as a quick question, you you authored two of those WIP grants or the Wyoming Innovation Program grants uh, through through the state, through the governor's office, and uh Tell us a little bit about this. One was on agriculture, precision agriculture, which we will be rolling out, but the second was on tourism. Can you talk a little bit about this this, uh, grant for a second?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's exciting to think about tourism in Wyoming, tourism in Goshen County. Um, it's the second strongest kind of industry next to agriculture. And so as a college, we looked at how can we really help benefit tourism, benefit um, the natural resources in our area. And so in working with one of the local, uh, I guess, shops, uh, you know, we were looking at how can we be invested in, in the idea, Rose, uh, looking at kind of this anthropology, archaeology. We're such a rich, um, I guess, county for, for people have been traveling down this valley for over 14,000 years and looking at Sunrise Mine and looking at how do, how do we tie in archaeology, geology, anthropology, museumology, all of the ologies, um, and putting that together into a package. And so, you know, what's exciting today is, is we get to introduce um, – one of the key hires that we have under this new innovation project under the state of Wyoming, uh, which is Dr. Stephen Howard. And he'll be joining us here in just a second. And the great thing about Dr. Howard is, I think one of the questions that he posed to me when we met early on is, when you begin to think about these folks 14,000 years ago, really the only difference between them, you and I are, um, we might have a little bit different kind of advanced technology. And so you think about people with the same kind of brain capacity, same kind of zest for life goals, ambitions, and, and having that opportunity to tell that story um, and then turn that kind of story into a field school, turn it into anthropology, learning opportunities for our high school kids, college students, and just adults in the community. And so uh, we're very pleased to announce Dr. Stephen Howard. I'm going to put him here on the microphone. And so, um, Dr. Howard, if you give a little bit of your background and just kind of how you ended up here and, and things you're thinking about.
2: Oh, thanks, John. Um, well, I got my Ph.D. at Ohio State, where I did some uh, Ohio Hopewell uh, research, um, and uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, tourism involved in that sort of thing. Uh, in fact, some of the, the Hopewell sites are being considered for um, the, uh, uh, the international community's um, uh, programs for historical sites. Uh, So there are a lot of different kinds of opportunities that we have for uh, developing uh, tourism interest in archaeological sites here in this region. Um, I went to Texas, and I worked for the Galt School um, and uh, Texas State and later uh, the University of Texas. Um, And we had a a program that was uh, what we call public archaeology. Uh, so we have uh, people, different groups invited to the, to, to the site to learn how to do archaeology and to learn about archaeology and about the history of the region. Um, and so I can bring that sort of thing here as well. We have a lot of opportunities to uh, develop um, uh, anthropological and archaeological aspects of tourism here in Goshen County and the general region.
0: So, Dr. Howard, uh, we're excited to have you here, and we're excited about the types of things that we know you're going to bring, uh, not only to this region, to the college, but to this region. And one of the things that um, John Hansen had some vision working with people down in, at uh, Sunrise Mines was thinking about the idea of uh, one day holding symposiums in our auditorium. And we're excited about the fact that things that go on within that particular mining environment can actually draw artifacts that, again, uncover artifacts. And we could have our K-12 students, we could have our our college classes uh, with student opportunities right here in our own backyard, but we also could potentially hold, and I think this is where one of your goals are, to hold courses that could bring students... uh, uh, whether it's online or in person, for digs here to this region,
2: right, right. Our uh, our, our ambition for this particular project is to work with uh, Shaps, which is the Sunrise Historic uh, and Prehistoric Preservation Society, um, to work with them to develop experiential learning opportunities for different uh, different types of students. Um, all the way down from elementary all the way up to uh, college students, and we also want to uh, have public archaeological programs where the general public can get involved in uh, learning how to do archaeology and learning about archaeology itself.
0: So that uh, we're really excited about those types of thoughts that uh, we know you're going to be bringing uh, and working with uh, our, our staff and, and especially John Hansen, uh, thinking about how we can pull this together. So, of course, you just joined our team here, effectively, September, today, (laughs) September 1st, right? Well, September 11th, uh, but you've been making a transition, and uh, can you talk a little bit, because I I think you just bought a house, and where did you buy a house, and and where'd you move to? Can you talk a little bit about that, not to put your personal life on the spot?
2: Oh, no problem. Uh, Actually, I found a a small house in uh, Guernsey uh, that I'll be fixing up while I'm here, and uh getting it getting it all set up and uh uh, uh that's it i mean i work. Know, planted some trees <laughs> i don't have much much uh, much else to say about it i just just got here uh, i did i have had the opportunity to meet a lot of archaeologists here in uh in the state uh, i went to the archaeology day the wyoming archaeology day that they had in laramie on saturday and uh met with the state archaeologist uh spencer pelton and uh a few other uh state level and federal and uh, private archaeologists as well uh, and I joined the WAPA, the Wyoming uh, Association of Professional Archaeologists um, and so we're uh, getting some connections built up to uh, to get this going.
0: Well after talking to John earlier, so you've moved in in two weeks, you've joined uh, our, you know, met with our local talent, uh, you've started putting plans together, we're excited about that um, but you've been busy these last couple of weeks, Yeah. and we know you're going to even be busier when we start networking and connecting. Yeah. So, and, and Dr. Howard, we're going to come back with some more questions in just a minute, but I would like to ask John, John, part of the governor's initiative, again, is to create economic development. Right, uh, And right. the Wyoming Innovation Program, uh, this is, is an investment into ideas and concepts that, again can help have a, a positive economic pack, uh, impact on our own backyard. So can you talk a little bit about uh, your vision in that particular grant? And and then I would like you to maybe let's talk with Dr. Howard about like, what are some of those potentials? And we talked about a few already, but let's dig yeah, in.
1: Yeah, you know, um, when you think about, and, and I come out of kind of New Mexico, I lived half my life in Wyoming, the other half in New Mexico, and, and, and certainly New Mexico is probably a little bit further down the line of, um, kind of developing archaeological based tourism. And so, uh, if you look at the Scottsbluff National Monument and you transverse down or I guess up the river, um, Fort Laramie, um, really creating another one of those anchors in our community of a destination based. And so there's 25,000 visitors a year roughly to the fort. And looking at how do we extend that kind of education-based learning opportunity to families, kids. Um, You know, this this past summer, they hosted three different Ph.D. scientists from South America out at Sunrise Mine. And and all trying to discover who were these folks that inhabited this area 14,000 years ago and maybe even before. And so... That's really what the hope is, is that families, um, when, you're, when you're looking at just kind of those opportunities about how to learn something. And I think if you want to know about the future, you really study the past. So it was packaging those things together and then thinking about how can tourism actually help us develop um, all of our all of our towns and communities. And so uh, when people come here, there's again, there's twenty five thousand people that visit the fort annually. Um, you think about them staying in hotels and spending money in restaurants and and all of those kind of local economic things. But plus, also, we're very interested in providing them with this world class learning opportunity. And that kind of archeology span exists out there. And so it, it's packaging those things together. And then that's one of the things that really drew us to Dr. Howard uh, is from some of his experiences that he's, he's done over the last 20 years doing that.
0: So if I could, I just have just maybe one or two final questions for Dr. Howard. And so as you think about uh, coming here to Wyoming and, and what is the, the thing you're most excited about um, over the coming year?
2: Well, uh over the coming year, uh the thing I'm most excited about is developing the programs uh that that will uh, impact this 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 project. Um for the school, for example, um uh, I, I think it's very important to incorporate experiential learning in all of the different courses that we have, and especially archaeology, because it's really a hands-on type of field. And so we have the opportunity here in Goshen County and in the general region to take students out and to, to help them learn how to do it in the field um, and in the lab here at, here at uh, EWC. And Everything that, uh, that we learned there is going to set them up for, for success in, in, the, uh, in their job market because uh, a lot of times people who go into archaeology, get a bachelor's degree, go out to get a job, and they don't have any experience in the field. Um, so this is something that can help those folks uh, uh, get into that particular
1: area. And Steve, can you just share a little bit about? And I think our listeners have questions like, "Well, what does one do with a degree in archaeology? Like, what are those kinds of employment opportunities that you see out there?" And I know that we've discussed, uh, you know, some other offshoots of that.
2: Well, the vast majority of archaeologists in the United States are, are uh, involved in something called CRM, which stands for Cultural Resource Management. Uh, and that can be uh, uh, testing for where a road is going to go through to make sure that there's no p- uh, potential archaeological sites that could be disturbed, um, uh, buildings, uh, things like that. Uh, so CRM is important for that. We also have uh, heritage preservation. Uh, we've got museum work. Uh, we've got all all different sorts of fields that you can go into, uh, and to give people an experience in their education in those fields uh, gives them a head a leg up on uh, the, their future jobs. Um, so,
0: well, and that's actually a. a kind of a great turning point because when we think about what we do as a college part of it is putting people on a pathway to success which is moving them into a career field and tourism is you know energy is the driving industry in this state in this region agriculture and when i say this region goshen county and the networking counties uh agriculture is a driving factor but when you look at all the western states and all the tourism and the uh, just the unbelievable uh, places that people can visit, not only in Wyoming, Montana, Colorado. This is now another layer of that tourism piece that also is very, very important. And I think the preservation of that heritage is a very important thing. And, and in my short time here in Wyoming, uh, I think people are very proud of their history in this state, and uh, they they want to preserve those types of things. And I I think this is these are those almost, uh, I I don't want to say untouchable or intangible, but these are the types of things that just bring even an added value as people get a chance to explore what will probably end up being a world-class site for um, being designated of of finding artifacts and studying history and, and preserving such things.
2: Right, right. Yeah, um, we have to remember that uh, wherever we live, we are uh, a part of the story of that, that area. And that story goes way back before us, and it'll go way beyond us. And uh, uh, the legacy that we leave behind is something that uh, you know, we have to think about with things that we do today. And so when we develop these sorts of things, uh, we have to remember that um, we're a part of that. And you know, it's something to take pride in, that you are a part of the story of the land. Uh, and Wyoming is a, a very rich and beautiful land, so it's good to be a, story, a part of that story.
0: Well, Dr. Howard, we'd like to thank you for for joining the college and uh, helping us fulfill the mission of what we're we're really striving to do as a college, of having a positive impact on people on their educational pathways, having impact uh, with the governor's initiative, trying to identify ways that we can bring tourism and resources within into our region uh john i'd also like to thank you for your leadership on this particular piece and and john we're going to let you have the final words before we end this week of lancer live
1: i appreciate that dr haas you know i think um as i'm thinking about the listeners out there you know as a community college it really is important to us that we're active in people's lives and one of the great things about Dr. Howard that we've already talked about is, you know, of course, our our high school kids and really all of K three twelve twelve has Fridays off. So, is there an opportunity for us to develop some anthropology like learning labs and learning ideas and also some hands on work? And so, what I'm just saying is that as a community college, that's where we're at at the heart of the community, um, and we're bringing people in like Dr. Stephen Howard to share that same passion. And so being able to take that expertise and share that with our students, I just, you know, I think that gives me a lot of great pride in us as a college. A high tide raises all ships. Uh, and the future really is looking great for us as a college.
0: Well, thank you both. Thank you, Dr. Howard. Thank you, John Hansen. And again, I'd just like to tell our, our, our listening audience that, again, if you, could jo- if you would like to join us on September 14th at 7 p.m. in the auditorium, Uh, here on the uh, EWC campus here in Torrington Um, we'd love you to join us to uh, listen and hear from Dr. Peter Sabilla who again will be uh, providing a lecture on Christianity in the Middle East and I I think it'll be an an amazing experience uh, for people to learn and understand uh, uh, what those challenges are and um, again you hope I hope you have a great day and uh, thank you very much.